Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Toohey. And we are a pair of rankers. Let's get to the rankage, motherfuckers. Rankity rank. Uh, rank. I actually ranked before I got here, so I'm not sure how much uh, ranking I can do. Oh, man. This, like, this, I've always got time for extra rankage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just every just now and again. Me, just give me five minutes, Vin. Give me yeah. five minutes and I'll be able to rank. I'll give you a type five. A type five of rankage. You know a type I mean? five. Rankitude. That's what we do over here. Some solid <laughs> rankitudage. That's what we do. We're a couple of rankers. Sometimes we rank together separately. Whatever. It's what we do. We're not going to make a big deal about it. We're not going to keep saying this every episode. We'll, we probably will. But um, no. So, <laughs> so, Noel, as we said, we're a pair of rankers. We're here to rank each other off or rank yourselves off. But we're going to, what we're going to rank to today is our favorite one-liners. From the history of motherfucking cinema. That's what we're going to get our ranks off on today. That's what we're going to do. So, Noel, the, this could be anything, I hope. Um, as long as it's memorable, as long as it had lots of one-liners, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, anybody's listening to a pair of rankers episode, top five, honorable mention. We're going to get the fuck out of here because we like to rank hard, rank fast, and then rank ourselves off in the comfort of our own homes. Noel, talk to me. What's your number five, brother? My number five is... Quite simply, from the is the film Warriors. Warriors. Remember the yeah. Come out to play. Well, now you've just jumped to the end. That, <laughs> is, that, that is the line that I would draw attention to. But I love the DJ man. Be looking good, Warriors. <laughs> hey, boppers, you know. Yeah, Cyrus, can you dig it? Oh God, it was the most quotable film. But the fact that that was an ad lib line. Where he was just clinking the bottles together and he started going, Warriors, come out to play. And you were just thinking, this is phenomenal content. Yeah. It was just great. Yep. And I and it was one of these things where I think um so good. it had to be explained. You know, sometimes you have somebody you you see a film and it there's a line and then somebody else says it, and somebody else says it, and then you realize it's become a thing. This yeah. this to me, I remember being a kid and seeing this film and thinking that's a great like this this is such such a memorable moment. It's yeah. got so much drama and so much attached to it. Yeah, that, that was definitely the line of that film that stood out to me. And it was literally Warriors coming out to play. I love the DJ, yeah. I love a lot of quotes, but that was the one that stood out for me. What 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 what, what, what do you think of that, man? And then uh, tell me your number five. Uh, man, fucking Warriors. The first time I seen this movie, right? Um, it like it was rated 18 or some shit. I was like 16, 17 years old. And I was like expecting this to be a severe movie. And and I laughed the entire time. Uh, (laughs) Like, I mean, like one of the movies I always call back to when I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1, I laughed my face off so much that my jaws were killing me at the end of the movie. Not because I was blowing the dude next to me. Separate story, separate event, whatever, whatever. A little bit of history, a little bit of self-discovery, whatever, whatever. But like uh, this movie, I laughed my fucking ass off. And it's like, that what when he started clinking the bottles together, the Warriors come out to play. Like oh, man, but I literally listened to back to our episode we did on MDK Presents with Brendan Sakai, and we were talking about this movie as well. Shout out to Brandon Sakai. Brandon awesome Sakai, man, check him out. Fucking awesome comedian. Check out Comedy Sucks. But like it's so fucking so memorable. Like there's so many things about this movie, it's so camp. And like it, it tried to be uh, more edgy, but it still kind of maintained that kind of level of West Side storiness to it. 
where it's like, oh, the the, the sharks are going to come and get us. Oh, no, let's wrestle and ramble. You know, that kind of thing's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had that real corniness left over from the kind of pantomime to it. But at the same time, it was trying to encapsulate like uh, New York in the 70s and 80s, never was made like so. Like, it, it was, it's just ridiculously fun movie, The Warriors. So much fucking fun. Thank you. But, I absolutely agree with you. What was your number five? Hit me with it. Uh, do you want to know what my number five is? I do indeed. Do you really want to know? I, re- I think I really, like, really want to know. Like, do you really want to know what number five? I f- I don't even know if I'm comfortable admitting how much I want to know. Yeah, you know, like like people might view me differently. If I tell you, so you say to me, you want to know what number five? Is. That's it. You want to know what my number five is? More no, no bullshit. No lies. You want the truth? That's well. Do you want the Do you want the truth? I think I'm entitled. You want the truth? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. So what film was you it? need is on that wall eating our <laughs> breakfast 250 yards away from the enemy every day. You need us on that wall. I never even thought of it, and it's such a like phenomenal line. Yeah. And also it, it was kind of ad-libbed as well, I, I believe. Um and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, but they was just a and, and you know, Tom Cruise doesn't like a lot of people kind of scoff at Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has put in some absolutely stellar performances in his career he really yeah. really has yeah and he's an actually he's done the action he's done the corny thing and all he's made bad movies and all that he's tom cruise he's been around yeah. for oh he's a legend. legend he's a legend but he was phenomenal in that film but jack nicholson of course just absolutely stealing the show like jack nicholson is one to do yeah um i don't have to tell you that i think that's a great choice it yeah. just simply is uh, this one sometimes so for some of our pair of rankers, I do a little yeah. bit of homework. Like, what's a good answer? But yeah. for this one, I said it had to be something that came to me naturally. Yeah. If I did homework on it, I think that I'm I'm doing the opposite of due diligence. What comes to you when I say yeah. great one liners? This your number four? Uh, no, I'm ju- I'm just agreeing with you. I said oh, this sorry. one escaping me is just <laughs> yeah. surprising because it's so epically iconic mm. and it was not just the line because any like a decent actor saying yeah. you can't handle the truth at that moment yeah you need us on that wall all yeah. of that jazz and a decent actor doing it it's great but yeah. jack nicholson doing it yeah iconic iconic yeah iconic it's such a good fucking movie such, such a good, a good movie. movie yeah such a good and they don't make them like that yeah. anymore i don't think it would so me me you and don just spoke about mdk presents as well our last episode of mdk presents we spoke spoke about that in the 90s those really high level thrillers high level dramas that were the backbone of cinema in the 90s they Big just time. don't make them anymore they just don't. and if they do they're on streaming services and thank fuck for streaming services because we still get to see that kind of content but, exactly but you know what i mean like courage under fire these fucking movies that like a really really meaty roles like and not even so much oscar bait just really good films that happen to get a nominated like, no, for no, good films yeah, yeah you forget just actual good films yeah. but even even films that would have been kind of scoffed at do you ever actually sit down and watch gi jane yeah it's a very it's a spectacular movie that talks about just like sexism in the army and stuff like that and it wasn't even trying to be just like socially conscious socially aware thing. yeah it was really dark it was heavy it just had a gravity to it it was an absolutely phenomenal film uh that was an excellent excellent choice man for number four i'm going with another ad-lib line it's a little bit more goofy it's a little bit more silly but i think it's an extremely quotable film and i think it's an extremely great film and you know what i, I mean it's just it's just game over, man. Uh, you talk about aliens. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, I man. Just 
just Bill Paxton rest in power yeah. absolutely phenomenal movie the guy was killed by a Terminator killed by a Predator killed by a Xenomorph yeah. he's got the trifecta and it's we lost him way too early but I, that line where he's just the desperation of the goofy soldier melting down yeah. but in a goofy way yeah, you know, like they mostly come at night. Mostly, can I sleep, Ripley? I think we both can. Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. It's got its quotes, but I game over, man. Just in the middle of it, like we're fucked, we're done, we're yeah. toast. It was delivered so spectacularly in this film. What do you think of that? Yeah, man, fucking aliens. You can't, you can't do wrong with aliens. Like, you know what I mean? It's like one, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you could try. Yeah, it's just, it is, it's up there as one of the most quotable movies of fucking all time. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, not only is the film itself memorable, but like, there's so many fucking quotable lines in that movie. Like, that's stuff you say like once or twice a week, maybe, or once or twice a month. Oh, God, you will, yeah. You'll find yourself quoting aliens. Like, forever. Oh, God, yeah. It's just one of those movies. But, um, yeah, no, 100%. I definitely agree with aliens has to be on your list. 100%. I'm still trying to say a sentence where I say like I mostly do something and then not say <laughs> mostly, mostly yeah, again. Yeah. I just yeah. I don't know. I I have yet to pass that test. Yeah. Um all right, hit me with your number 4 man. Hit me with your best shot. Um my number 4 is another Tom Cruise movie. <gasps> and that is Jerry motherfucking show me the money Maguire. <laughs> oh, that's a- I can't hear you. Can't hear you. <laughs> show me the money. Yeah. And what people forget with that one is that it's not the show me the money. It's the show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. Yeah. It's the show me the money. Yeah. And then it's just him just going, show me the money. Yeah. Oh. He's like, he says, like, show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's even the, the, isn't it the, the you complete me lines in that as well? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a very quotable film. Yeah. And again, it's another absolutely stellar performance by Tom Cruise, even yeah. if it's not a film that he stole the yeah. limelight in, because uh, he's often in great films with, with uh, you know, Kirsten Dunst, or he's in there with. Was Rene Zellweger and, and fucking Cuba Gooden Jr. and that as well. Like Cuba Gooden Jr. I think got nominated. Did he win the Oscar for that movie? Like you know what I mean? Like it's uh, that's one thing. Like the pity about Tom Cruise is he doesn't make enough of these kind of movies anymore. Like you know what I mean? Something you just touched on earlier on. He's kind of got more action, and in the same way that like uh, action movies have kind of become the backbone of cinema in a lot of ways. That like and he used to do drama, which was kind of like the backbone of cinema. Now he's kind of like just kind of veered towards you know the Mission Impossible's the edge of tomorrow oblivion you know these kind of movies where the it's movies, more but, high co- high concept a yeah. lot of action very little character development in a lot of them but like that's but, also the truth yeah yeah like you know you look at his back catalog and you see like a few good men jerry Maguire, like fucking collateral movies like this it's a real shame that he doesn't really flex those acting chops as much as he used to because in his prime he's as good as anybody yeah i do and i just think it's a really really good movie i think you know it, and I think sometimes you could have a great quote in a terrible movie, but this was a really good movie. And I think people want it to be so high concept now. And that's what it's a business and that's what yeah. makes bank. But this was just about a what, sports agent. Yeah. You know, and he's looking at a guy, you can look at two guys that are completely down the look, two guys that are completely underestimated and underappreciated and undervalued. And he meets someone that he underappreciates and undervalues as well. And Rene Zellweger. So it's all about like all these people that uh, it's about trying to find trying to find yourself worth or some shit, I think. And it, and it, after all wrapped up in all that, you got some of the most quotable, funniest fucking moments. Like, you know what I mean? 
Um, uh, go ahead, no motherfucker. Okay, I'm just going. I'm just going to hit you. Hit you with it with in a non. Hit you with my best shot. I don't even know the song, and you got me saying it. I all grew up on this line. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> God, I love that line. Oh, I alien tree, I see. <laughs> <laughs> With just that little drop of blood that's yeah. on the leaf after they absolutely yeah. unload in the, enough bullets to cut down a jungle. And they yeah. nick it and they kind of go, if it bleeds, we yeah. can kill it. And at this point, they're so unaware of what the predator uh, is that they can't even conceive if it's human or a god or a yeah. creature made out of one of the elements. They just can't conceive what it is. But it bleeds. Yeah. And bleeding, enough bleeding leads to one thing. And that's oh, that's man. a, a that... fundamental truth in nature. And that I always thought that line was actually delivered excellently by Schwarzenegger uh, in, in an a role he actually acted spectacularly in. And I always loved it. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's yeah. definitely just a hardest case. Yeah. Uh, it's got like, there's some, uh, Billy, you ain't afraid of no man. There's something out here hunting his poncho or whatever it was. And it ain't no man. It's got yeah. great lines. Get to the chopper. Some of them are waiting for, ain't no man. Uh, get to the chopper, of course, being the one that people go to because it's yeah. kind of funny and he says it and he's on. Oh, my favorite. Accent. One of my favorite lines is when Dylan goes, uh, uh, Dutch, we got to get out here. We got to go get to the helicopter. And he goes, Dylan, if we don't make a stand, there's going to be nobody alive to make it to the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And the look on um, Carl Weider's face, he's like, oh, fuck, he's panicking. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's because, like, he probably never seen fear from Dutch ever. Like, you know what I mean? That like, the man, even just thinking about that movie is giving me goosebumps. Just like it sets oh, it's up. Just Everybody just right. gets so lost in the fact, oh, it's action movie with guys with muscle. It's one of the best suspense science fiction thrillers of all time. If not the best. Yeah, That's well, how good it was. Alien Part 1 is probably the best. Alien Part 1 probably yeah. just has the, yeah. the, the yeah, yeah. Because it's got space. Yeah. It's got space. It's got yeah. that claustrophobia that's yeah. allowed. The jungle was so open, but phenomenal movie. But I the best thing about Predator, though, uh, the jungle was so open, but the Predator made it feel so small. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's it. It's hunting you. So yeah. like, wherever it is you go, you kill are box. leaving trails. Oh, a kill, kill box. Excellent. Yeah, that's a wolf. Right. Um, uh, give me your number three. Uh, my number three is something like, I don't know. Like, how would you say it? I don't know. Like, my number three, I could say probably the best way to, to kind of equate it with something else would say my number three is a lot like a box of chocolates. Uh, in a million years I wouldn't have thought of it even though it is one of the most iconic lines of cinema (laughs) Um, because you always kind of go that they're like all of our uh, quotes have been a bit bombastic up to now yeah you know, Warriors come out and play. It's before the last big final showdown game over, man. They're stranded on an alien planet. They're completely surrounded by xenomorphs. Um, you can't handle the truth. And it's like, you know, corruption in the U.S. military. Yeah. Uh, so they're big, big concepts, big moments, dramatic turns. But the one you've just thrown at me is a guy sitting on a bench <laughs> and offering a woman a chocolate. Yeah. And it said, my mama always said, like, and it's him. And he, he gives this, he tells this story in one of the greatest stories ever told, one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a break from what we've been doing so far, because I think it's very gentle. Yeah. 
my mama always said life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're going to get and that just sets them off and just that and I honestly God, think it's just because that film is so iconic itself yeah that the thing that the sentence that gets that film started is also iconic yeah exactly um i love that he's actually things. eating the chocolates he's bringing to jenny <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm gonna say something here fuck jenny yeah yeah well yeah definitely you know? <laughs> and like you know like when when i, when, when I needed you, was you weren't ready. there but but now that you're like you know now that you're uh dying and i'm a billionaire you yeah, see, you see yeah. You know, yeah i'm gonna bet you that kid's name was randy two weeks before that it's like his name's forrest just like his papa like, <laughs> and randy's like who's forrest shut the fuck up shut the fuck up randy no randy, randy the it's the shrimp billionaire just yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> the <shrimp billionaire. laughs> oh fucking hell man he's so uh man that movie's so fucking good like, yeah, uh, and I, I watched it about a year ago, and um, I think uh, the, the, the fucking uh, the movies that made us uh, documentary about the two Netflix did it's such a good fucking episode. But like, you know, it, like everything about that movie is fucking iconic, and it's another pure showcase of 1990s drama and the kind of the u- uniqueness that that decade had for telling different stories and um, kind of encapsulating different kind of themes and shit like that. And Forrest Gump is a movie that sings completely of the 90s, even though it's set much earlier. But a movie like that doesn't get made today. Like, no, you know what I mean? Like, it's just actually this was I've been looking forward to this podcast all day and it's just bumming me out. (laughs) Why? Because you're thinking about all the movies that will never be made again. (laughs) Yeah, actually, like that's exactly exactly what I'm thinking about. It just is. Well, they are going to try, but it's not the the 10 pole drama is gone. If I look just if I'm talking to let's just say a 12 year old, 13 year old, 14 year old, just somebody who's coming of age and getting into films yeah. now. Um, and I pitched to them, just to them, forget like pitching it to a, a, a corporation, pitched it to them for Forrest Gump. I, I don't know how much it would listen. And I'm not, I hate when people talk down to the generation because frankly, in a, in so many ways, they have it so much fucking harder. So I hate when people talk down to them, but the same, I just think what actually entertains in the box office, that's all I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I I think I find it a hard pitch. I think they've they've grown up so spoiled by the spectacular, like by the overtly oh, spectacular yeah. visually, uh, that like I I can't like have a kid walking out of Endgame and say right. So it's a story is about and this. Thank you so much, baby. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how I could pitch it, and and it makes me sad because and I, I think I'm just as bad because even though I'm older, it I've still kind of become spoiled like everybody else has, oh, and. Forrest Gump was dude. Think about, the, think about the movies we grew up watching. Like Forrest Gump, like came out when I was still a kid. Like, Stand by me. You know, Stand by me. Declined. You know what I mean? Like stuff like fucking Rainmaker when you're in your teenage. Like all these. Like when I grew up, like my steady diet of movies was comedies and dramas and thrillers. And then, like as I got a little bit older, horror, horror, horror. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like the one. That I just think like kids growing up now and I love the MCU and I love all the superhero movies but like as you say when you ask a kid like you try to pitch it to a kid on the other hand if you even say to that kid what movies have you seen in the past two years that's it you go back to a 12 year old there's your answer there's your answer you yeah. go back to a 12 year old and we're what movies you seen in the last two years we would be talking about oh, The Client Stand By Me My Girl you know what I mean my cousin Vinny my cousin Vinny you know what I mean yeah really 
high level intelligent movies that were we touched upon earlier were the backbone of cinema in the 90s and it's just yeah. it's unfortunate that you don't really see those 10 pole dramas anymore yeah. because and so, it's also not their fault yeah oh, whatever this trend has it happened there's no market for oh, it like. oh, there's no market for it and that's yeah. not like you you like we're we were a part of that market before they were yeah so like when i say it i do just say like a, a time stamp of me trying to pitch Forrest Gump in 2022 that's all oh, that's all I oh, yeah. I, I, like, it's a hard pitch it's like look at the power of the dog we talked about Don as well again on the last episode MDK presents it's a sub million dollar movie that's more than likely going to win the best best movie picture this year's Oscars yeah not yeah. not bad no Tom Elliott is anything to say about whatever <laughs> the fucker's name is but you know what I mean so like it, it just shows you that like that there is a trend and it's gone kind of one way and it's oh i hope there's the people that grew up with me like watching like leon stuff like that when you're like 14 15 years old and it really gives you an idea of how movies can be made not just on a budget but a, a very insular story that like has all these ramifications and all these clever little things that, that encapsulates the story like you know what i mean like when i do deep dives and i'm doing research you know i don't look at a lot of modern stuff i'm going back into the past because i think that's where a lot of that deep dives went on these character developments these real character driven stories and i i think we got very lucky we grew up with the probably in the, the peak of dramas between 80s and 90s and yeah, I know everybody sings about horrors from the night from the eighties. But when you look from the seventies to the nineties, there's your golden age of drama, and there's yeah. your golden age of thrillers. You know what I mean? So yeah. like we just got lucky. I think, and uh, I hope kids nowadays, even though I fucking adore superhero movies, but I think I hope they go back in past, like the way we did when we were in the nineties and we went back in the seventies and start working our way to our modern movies. I hope they start doing that and going back into the nineties and start working their way back up to modern times so they're not missing out in this fucking wealth of dramatic fucking genius and thrillers and all these suspense movies that all exist in the 90s that are so memorable to our generation, quote, like motherfuckers. But that's my backstory. What's your number? Wait, there's my go. No, it's your go, isn't it? My go. It's my go. Your number and, uh, three? No, you already gave me your number three, didn't you? I didn't give you my number I gave you my number three. God, could you stop interrupting me? Because I'm walking here. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> This was an ad-libbed line by Dustin Hoffman in Midnight Cowboys in 69. Yeah. Because, and instead of breaking his stride or losing his line because he was in the zone, he kind of just like told the dude to fuck off in a way where it's just kind of like, I'm I'm doing a thing. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and, and he carried on because he's a goddamn pro and one of the best to ever enter the game. Oh, 100%. A phenomenal actor, and we talk about our De Niro's because we should. We talk about Pacino's or Streep's because we should. But yeah. I do think that sometimes his name and his name does get mentioned. I'm not going to say he doesn't get props. Oh yeah, of course he does. Yeah, he gets enough. loads of props, but it, maybe not enough. Yeah, uh, and he was just—it's just such a phenomenal line, and um, it got kind of ripped off a lot. Uh, you know, um, I'm not going to get into that right now for a particular reason. But I always thought that this this line was just such it's the first example i remember ever been introduced to me as a kid by an older cousin and he was saying that this guy ad-libbed the line instead of losing his place and and i was like ad-lib i didn't know what ad-lib meant yeah it was just it was a word i never heard and he's going it's just you know like sometimes the line might be like oh and now i'm going to do this and you might just say and now i say it using different words that mean the same thing and that's fine yeah or you might get a little bit lost or you might pour yourself a take a drink and go wow that's delicious and then carry on with your line that's ad-libbing that's having a bit of fun with and i was like that's really cool 
that's really cool. But this was it done. I think the first time I had an example of it being done iconically. So it stuck yeah. with me. Yeah. And it's not a film I'm already familiar with. I've seen maybe twice. And I just think it's great a great movie. Like, it doesn't happen with John Voy, Midnight Cowboy. It's not what you're talking about. Like a fucking mm-hmm. great movie. But um, yes, yeah, uh, I absolutely, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, like uh, just maybe like I'm being a little bit guilty of it too at the moment where I'm not getting a chance to go back and watch a lot of these fucking movies that I've only seen once or twice because we're covering so much content over here. Like so, but um, yeah, Midnight Cowboy is a fucking great movie, man. It's it, it it's all about like male prostitution and shit as well, isn't it? Like you know, so yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, and it's, it's 1969 and they were talking about that shit. Man. Yeah, the summer like, love. The, Jim Morrison was alive. Hendrix was alive. It's a long fucking time ago. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like we're always talking about how movies capture a moment in time. Like, you know, Midnight Cowboy really catches that, like, that kind of grittiness, that kind of grime, yeah. the, and the, the, the slow evolution of American culture from the 60s to the 70s, from the hippie culture and onwards, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like what, it was kind of like the disco scene in the 70s, wasn't it? Like, so that you just see that evolution of the culture and you can kind of, that kind of, uh, Midnight Cowboy kind of captures that in that movie where you can kind of slowly see the change kind of like Easy Rider as well you know that kind of thing as well where you see the the the, the kind of the change in American t- uh, culture at that time yeah absolutely yeah it just um, leaves us out there for you what was that, uh, what was that you man was that your you number two that was my number two number two so you want me to hit you with my best shot I do and yeah let's see what way you word it into conversation I'm going to try and word it into conversation go you know what I mean yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, like. Do you want? Do you, do you want my number two? Oh, okay. Yes, I want your number two. Do you, are you sure you want my number two? Here, I give it to you. I love yeah, you. I'll, I'll, I'll hand it to. Here you go. Get away from it, you bitch! <laughs> Did you go aliens? Yeah, I went aliens. I you went, went aliens. aliens. Of course, I went aliens. We touched. This is the the first time that we've uh, crossed the streams. In this, yeah. in this particular, and we do a bit though, you know, like <laughs> uh, because of the gayness. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, uh, well, anything we're championing right now, yeah, exactly. Think, That's think it. about it, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, um, it's, I was thinking that we'd, we'd hit the few the same notes, and this is the first time we did, even though we picked. That just shows goes to show how iconic the film is. Yeah, we both picked two different lines. You probably even picked the the more widely because like, "Get away from her, you bitch!" is it was in Vicar of Dibley. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a reference in Vicar of no, Dibley. I didn't was, watch that show, man. I have a penis. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, yeah manhood, My masculinity, testosterone, uh, <laughs> words, words. Yeah, it it, it words. was absolutely iconic. It was huge. And especially because when the queen is first revealed, it's mm. such like the a xenomorph is such an unstoppable thing. Like mm. oh, oh, in a one and one, it's you might as well be up against a storm. It, yeah. It's just and this is if the storm had a storm. Yeah. So this was just this. But when she comes out in the, I can't think of the the loader or yeah, whatever loader, you call yeah. it, and power uh, loader, power loader, and uh, she's just and she's just. And because it's Newt, because she's she's formed such a connection with her, yeah. and she's just like, yeah, no, straight up ready to throw down, like fuck you, let's Man. do it. It's and so iconic. That whole relationship she had with Newt was predicated on the fact that her her daughter died while she was in stasis, as Jason Isaac says. Um, stasis, stasis. Oh, we got to put you in stasis. Calm down, <laughs> bring it down a bit. 
I, I know Sam Neal's over there with no eyes, um, but you, you're being a bit much now. Take it out. Take it out. <laughs> Just take it out. But, um, yeah, I think the, it made no sense to me why they would cut that because her whole relationship and why she's such a, a mother, or such motherly instincts towards Newt is because she missed out on her daughter's life and they cut that out of theatrical uh, fucking cut of the movie. Yeah. It's her entire motive for actually giving a fuck about Newt in the first place. <laughs> I, got to, I, mean? I got to speak to... Um... Is it Michael Bean or yeah. is it Sean? Michael, Michael Bean, Bean. yeah. Mm-hmm. He came to the, the Horrorton in Dublin some about 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got to talk to him about that, you know, because of course he's got some a little bit of salt about the fact that he survived two but was dead for three. Yeah. And they, but yeah, no, he was saying that the film was great, but the film could have been better because he taught a lot of these storylines that they decided kind of didn't, you know, would have taken up too many minutes, I guess, or whatever. He said the film was great, but could have been better. And I think that was one of the things he alluded to. The director's uh, is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a phenomenal film. Yeah. It's a phenomenal film. Even the film. sentry guns aren't even in the theatrical cut. Like. But it's, I, I, we always, I always go back to it. I know this is kind of off topic because we're just talking about it. But uh, this film was, this, this film <laughs> is like, when, I, when it was explained to me before I seen it, I was like, oh, you've seen the first one? Well, this one has hundreds of aliens. This time like, it's war, man. But this one had <laughs> hundreds of aliens that were alluded to. Yeah. Suspense. You had the sentry... The sentry guns, remember, you actually see the sentry guns firing mm. and shadows and screams and stuff like that. But you see very few aliens. I, oh, uh, yeah, I just it's, thought, it's, it's all done on the fucking radar. Like, it's all uh, iconic, yeah. iconic, iconic. You know what I mean? Like, iconic. but that's, that's, that's okay. the best thing about the early, the earlier uh, science fiction horrors, like Predator, Aliens, like uh, not science fiction horror, but like a thriller horrors, Jaws. They restrain, they show restraint. You, you hold your creature back till you really need to show it. Like, so, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, something we spoke about a long time ago on the ROC, shout out to Beige um, from the ROC, um, is that Return to Craigs, uh, is you don't see the Predator outside of camouflage until the last 25 minutes of the movie. I, yeah. always, I always clock these things. You don't see the xenomorph until the first hour of Alien. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's that scene where he, he jumps out. <gasps> yeah, and it's just that. Uh, yeah, you, you, don't, yeah. You, don't, you don't see the shark until he comes out of the water when they're on because the then they'll always be seen. It's, 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 we were talking about how in the quiet place, the quiet place part two or whatever, that they, they show up and it's cool and they do everything on a big scope and it's a great film, but at the same time, because we had seen and understood what the world was like with these mm. creatures in it, it's not the film's fault, it's it simply can't. It's impossible for a sequel to introduce us to a concept if it's just continuing the concept. Yeah. Uh, and and, and, and it, it, it loses something. So again, people say like, well, when we do it, we can't undo it. Yeah. It needs to count. Yeah. And you're, you, you've, you've clocked two films who did that in absolutely expert, expert yeah. kind of mode. Absolutely. What a great film. Great, um, great, great, great choice. My choices are all amazing and everybody knows that. But that's okay. that's a move, that's a move point that was always going to happen. This is, okay, you've just created something and you don't even know it. Yeah. When 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 we go live, when we're doing all this shit on like all these stream platforms, we're going to have rank the rankers. There you go. It's just born. That's <laughs> right. It's on. What does, what does that mean? Like some sort of it means sort of... that our, our 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 audience is going to have to rank which one of us ranked better. What do you want our audience to rank us off? Is what you're saying? Rank ranking. Like, that's right. Like harsh the like DTF ranking. Oh. Just absolutely. My DTF is pretty good, man. My DTF is pretty good. <laughs> My dick to floor ratio is top notch. <laughs> yeah, mine is too. It never gets anywhere near it. Is that <laughs> Mine's as limp as a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I go, I go number one. And this What's your is, numero uh, uno? 
Let's build it up. What is and it? It is like? the absolute iconic line delivered by the one and only Donald Glover at the end of Lethal Weapon 2, uh, where he shoots and he claims diplomatic immunity because he's a South African diplomat and he takes one bullet right to the chrome by none other than our main man and then he says it's just been revoked and <laughs> that line is my earliest memory back in the early 90s it's my earliest memory of just thinking damn <laughs> like Fuck you. It's uh, just like, yeah, technically I'm right. You're actually not allowed to shoot me or even arrest me. And then just boom, right in the middle of the forehead. And I remember uh, just thinking, yes, uh, yes. And then it's just like, it's just been revolved. Uh, uh, it's just that thing where he cracks his neck, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's always cracking his cracks neck. His ne- that's what he does uh, always before he's about to fuck him. Was, which, one was, which one was Riggs? He was Riggs. He was Murtaugh. Roger Murtaugh. Um, yeah. Mel Gibson played Martin Riggs. Right. And Joe so Pesci was, was Leo Getz. Whatever you want, Leo Getz. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> that was part three. God, what? what icon- oh, just, just, just drips an iconicness. Or is he in part two? But, no, he's in part two and he's in part three, but he's yeah. not in part one. Yeah. Anyway, what about you, man? Uh, well, sorry, what did you think of Lethal Weapon 2? Oh, Have you got any fuck- memories of it? Man, I fucking love the Lethal Weapon movies, man. Like, yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, you know what I mean? That That's... Well, I could have gone with it, but it just... I just... Yeah, that's in all I the movies. I had to be honest to myself. Yeah, but that's in all the movies. To be honest with myself, I remember that. It was just, it's just been revoked. I remember that. I was in my cousin's house. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Coolins. And I was sitting there, and we were, my aunt threw on a movie for us. And I remember just that moment going, it's just been revoked. And I remember getting a literal chill. Yeah. And I was only, like, single digits. I might have been nine. And I remember getting an actual chill from the absolute badassery of that line. And I just remember going, yeah, that's that's what like a line delivered at the right time yeah. can do. And that's it's my earliest memory of it. So I had to I had to make it number one. I yeah. did not have a choice. Yeah, one thing I loved about the Little Weapon movies were uh, how human the two boys were. You don't really see this enough in action movies nowadays. Like the fight scene at the end of part one, I think it was, and Mr. Joshua, Gary Boosie and Mel Gibson. Um like the two boys just beat the fuck out of each other. It does like not like when John Wick, for John Wick to occur damage, he has to fight 12 guys and one of them throws him off a balcony and he'll land and he'll go through everything. Oh, and yeah, back up and he'll kill and then he'll guys. find a pencil, and yeah. that's the end yeah. of like five. I heard people. he killed a guy with a pencil, man. A fucking pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the second one, I think he kills like yeah. three people with a pencil, like yeah. Pencil thing. So, you know, you're absolutely right. The actual like. Cost. Believability of it or something. Yeah, but the cost, even if you know how to fight, the cost of a winning a fight to the death is killing someone yeah. who's also trying to fight to the death and is also not completely incapable. Yeah. And that is an ugly and messy thing. Yeah. Uh, and we see it when we watch UFC or something, we see that like fights still come down to the very basic stuff that we would do, except done at a much higher level by yeah. much fairer people. Yeah, and, and uh, much yeah. more force, greater force. And much more force and all of that, Jazz. You know, we get murdered. Yeah. But the but the rules seem to be the same. And I always thought you're yeah. absolutely right. It's a great point that Little Weapon always had that. Like look at part four when they fight Jet Lee, they get their asses handed to them. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah, remember he takes apart the gun. <laughs> I always loved that. What? How did you do that? <laughs> and then at the end, he's just like walk away. There's no, there's no shame in walking away. And then yeah. he's like, "How did he do that, uh, Marta? How did he do that?" <laughs> yeah. Just like, let's go ask him. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it is, is a great line. It's not the yeah. best movie, but it's a great line. Yeah, like, uh, no, but I just, I, yeah, 100%. I Lethal Weapon, 100%. Everything about them. Like, even as you said, Power 4 is not the best, but like we're still quoting it. It's fucking awesome. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, so yeah they I mean, win. They yeah, win. The, like, they've been trying to replicate that kind of uh, buddy cop type scenario for so long. Yeah. The TV show, see, do not the, the same thing effect. is, you can't account mm. for chemistry. And when yeah. uh, Gibson and Glover were there, that you can't account for how absolutely spectacular. And it, it, it was both fireworks, and it was yeah. also extremely comfortable. Yeah, like you know what I mean. They actually worked on both levels. Yeah, because they're both phenomenal actors, and you can't create. All right, yeah. hit me with your number one. Hit me with your best shot. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. Uh, should you really want this number one choice? Do you? No, there. No, you don't want it. You want it. What's going on? No, work that. Work what? that into the conversation. You you're saying you don't want it. Is that what you're saying? What's I said I don't no? want it. No. I think you're going soft on me. No, they got you pushing too many pencils over them DK or something. <laughs> This fucking guy, you think I can't work it into a conversation? This fucking guy. Of course, my number one is going to be Predator. I fucking quote it like daily almost. It's ridiculous. Even when I'm on my own, I'm quoting it. It's insane. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Like, man, like literally the other day, I just went on Google just so I could look at that scene where Billy goes, uh, there's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. Like, Punch like always, yeah. man, when Puncher goes some bullshit, Billy, you ain't afraid of no man. And in that moment, when you realize that we always talk about, we spoke about in the Predator movie episode, that Billy's the barometer for that entire movie. Yes. It when the literally you monitor Billy's uh comfortability or comfort levels throughout that scenario, the less and less comfortable he becomes, and the less and the more and more unnerved he becomes, everything goes to shit around him. Because not wrong. Billy's the one guy that's supposed to never get afraid. Yeah. And that line But also mm. it's it, that line works on another level as well because obviously when Poncho kind of goes and you're not uh, afraid of no man, and he's kind of, uh, uh I know that's not the line you reference, but even just the same film he's you're saying he doesn't disagree with him. He goes, You're yeah. right, I'm not afraid of no man. He doesn't say that. Yeah, he goes, But there's something hunting, there's something out there, Billy, and it ain't no man. Yeah, and um, it was all, obviously it harkens to that earlier line where he's just like, it's like they they they, they took a stand here. They fired all different directions, mm, but like no nobody came in and took them. Nobody, whatever. It just doesn't make no ma- sense. Makes no sense, major. Makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. no sense. And but, he's abso- but, but he's absolutely sure that he's not fucked up. He's yeah. like, I'm not. It's not that I'm missing something. I promise you, I'm 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 looking, and I know what's supposed to be here, and yeah. it's not here. It's oh man. Not. When Dutch, like, because Dutch is the, the the alpha, even the predator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But constantly, he goes, Billy, tell me what happened here. Billy, find me this. Billy, do... as I said, Billy is the go-to guy. He's the guy that's supposed to never waver, Mr. Stoic. And the look on Poncho's face when he goes to Billy, hey, Billy, what's eating at you? And he goes, I'm scared, Poncho. And, and, and the look on Poncho, like, and he's like, he's literally clenching his seat. He goes, Bullshit, Billy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like you ain't afraid. No, and the, the and the look on everyone's face and Poncho's face when he drops that famous line, though, is like there's something out there waiting for us, and there ain't no man. And like, and he just walks upwards, goes, We're all gonna die, and he just walks off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I like the first time I seen that movie, and even now, every single time I see that movie, because you appreciate it's one thing I love about the predator, like the cheesiness and the steroids and the muscles, all this shit. 
But the one thing I love about it, every single time you watch it, you appreciate it more and more and more for yes. actually how good a movie it is. Yes. And like you got the the line I quoted to you, was it, uh, you go on soft CIA got to push too many pencils. The line that we said to each other, if it bleeds, we kill it as well. Like, you know, like uh, uh, I don't care who you are in the real world. You give away our position again. I'm going to well, I'm going to bleed you real quiet. Leave you here. Yeah, I love, yeah, man, yeah. I love this. Film. Yeah, you know what I mean? you're talking to the right audience. Um, you're absolutely right, but even like the line you went for yeah. is so early in the film yeah. before yeah. any of the meat. Yeah, it just like, shows you that it just still had it like yeah. really early oh, on. Dude, do you remember when Billy's like looking past the trees and he can kind of see something, but you can't see it? This before they realize the predators using the trees, and it's the look at Aaron Schwarzenegger's face because you can see that Billy's starting to lose it. That's one thing I loved about it, it's just that it builds so beautifully and it builds so slowly, and it's got all the macho and it's got all the fucking one liners and all the quotability. But behind it all, it's a group of apex predators they've been put in a situation that yeah. they felt that there's nothing in there that can hunt them. And all of a sudden they realize they're not predators. They're fucking prey. And you have men that are the pinnacle of the, what they do coming to that realization slowly throughout the movie. That as oh, yeah. The line I said to you, Aaron Swatch is like, like if we don't make a stand, no, there's going to be no one left alive to make it to the chopper mm. because they realize, Oh shit, we're what being you- hunted now. We're being actually hunted. Oh, systematically. Spectac- like Dutch was the biggest badass of them all. We like obviously, mm. but he only knew how to take on the predator based on how everyone else died. Yeah, exactly. Like, there yeah. was literal lessons. Learning even, on when the job. He, even when he kicks the the girl, the girl that they they'd taken, uh, when he kicks the gun from her hand, it's because he had learned what they're doing. What he's doing is taking out people who are armed and yeah. actually represent a threat. In no fact, sport. Dutch himself. Yeah, Dutch himself would have probably been gotten away, but he took out his entire team. And if he had not gone back, yeah, then that would have been cowardly. Yeah. So that's the only reason he could have got away from it. He knew that this was now a game. Yeah. Uh, and but it, he actually went back. And I, I, I always thought that, that was the great thing because every death taught you something. Yeah. Um, and go, right up to Poncho was the last one to get taken out. Man. I love this movie. Man, is, again, everyone so talks about Term- Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. If you put me to the sword. Oh, I'd watch Predator. I'd watch Predator more Predator. Than anyway. I watch it Predator. more often. It's like 100 like, The two films, I like I watched The Thing, I watched uh, I watched Jaws, I watched Halloween, I watched Predator. I was gonna say the two movies, but like there's four movies that I find myself watching at least once a year. Um uh, is like Jaws, the thing. Predator, Halloween. I always watch those movies. I always find time to watch those movies. No matter what new content's out there, no matter what I'm watching, TV series or whatever, movie series, franchise, whatever, whatever we're doing, I always will try to break off some time to watch them. I haven't watched the thing in like a year now because we're holding back for its 40th anniversary. Like stuff like, like that's what I'm saying. Like stuff like that is where you know it's iconic because you look forward to watching it still. Like I've seen the thing about two dozen times, something ridiculous. I like you know what I mean. I've 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 watched it sometimes multiple times in a year. Like like you know what I mean. It's easy to do that. Like such a good fucking movie, and when something stays with you that much that you're excited. Like I'm still excited to watch the thing when we do it because we're holding off for so long. It's like with the predator when I throw it out on as soon as I press play and I see the shot of Earth and they showed me the spacecraft flying towards Earth. I'm fucking giddy as I was the very first time I saw it. Yeah, even more absolutely. so because I know what I'm about to see. And it's just so fucking good. Everything about it for me makes an iconic fucking, not only just science fiction movie, but also a horror suspense thriller, whatever you want to call it. 
but like the one-liners I mean you were just reaming them off there and it's just like oh any movies apart from aliens that's the one i was saying to you before the show i was finding it hard to pick my number one and two between aliens and predator because they're so fucking cool but like that's our top fives like so noel what's your honorable mention motherfucker and we get the fuck out of here my honorable mention is something that annoys me and is a bit general and i'm going to tell you why is that uh my number two was i'm walking here yeah now every film i think uh Miss Congeniality and Spider-Man, um, uh, the middle Spider-Man, what's his face? That isn't Holland. Who Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Uh, they took the I'm walking here thing. And she was like, I'm pirouetting here. Yeah. And then there's like, I'm, and then he was like, I'm swinging here. And I thought that joke was a little bit funny at first. But now that I'm approaching middle age, I've seen it. Mm. So many times that again, it's like Spider Man is flying down um, through the streets, through taxis, and you know a car almost hits him. And he goes, "Hey, I'm swinging here," and I'm <laughs> just thinking, like, "No, no, you're like, I get it. One or two, I it's get like it. It's like anorexic cows being to death. But you're absolutely right. That's a great reference. And I just remember I can't, and they weren't the last one. I was even trying to think again. I did, I didn't want to Google anything for this list for some reason. The puritanical in me yeah. said that no, don't do that. What annoys you? What what line annoys you? And that's the one that popped into my head. And I remember just thinking because it was such a great line, and I get it. And it's like again, Miss Miss Congeniality. She's like you know walking with a book on her head or something like that. And then she's like, "Hey, I'm I'm you know I'm doing I'm pirouetting here. I'm doing whatever here." Oh, and that's every, uh, Princess Diaries, is it? Oh, I don't even know at this point. I, and, I've uh, never seen it. But that's what I mean. Does they always try to take that bullet? But but they always try to take that. I'm walking here, so now uh, I'm running here. I'm jogging here. I'm jumping here. I'm falling here. I'm Mm. swinging here. And I was like, "Yeah, we get it. We Mm. get my Midnight Cowboy was a Midnight Cowboys was a film in Mm. 1969, and and this line happened, and it's iconic. And now you're like referencing it, but obviously the thing you're doing is slightly like goofy so i always your, that pissed your, me off it was just it was fast look mine is a line that i love bastardized i know that's 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 dead. your that's your honorable mention did you do it this, no, my, this this is a dishonorable mention no it, it, it's all positive we, we only do dishonorable mention on negative lists oh this okay. fucking guy fucking guy so okay I'll give my you my honorable mention, will I? We just yeah, then I'll, I'll zero around. Go ahead. <laughs> right, my honorable mention. Um, you know, like you hungry, dude? Always. You, you hungry right now? Like, would you like some sweet? Yeah, I wouldn't actually. I'd like yeah, would you like some sweet? sweet? Would you like some sexual chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, my honorable mention is uh, fucking Eddie Murphy playing like 17 roles and that's coming to America. <laughs> so, uh, it was like, I'm into it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I fucking love that movie. The Royal Penis is Clean, Your Highness. <laughs> <laughs> what what an iconic movie. What yeah. an iconic actor. What, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Oh, God. I think you forget, like, he was. He's that guy that kind of breached the apex. He wanted to be Richard Pryor, but he managed to do it without just being Richard Pryor. He managed yeah. to carve out his own his own way. So much so that he starred in films with Richard Pryor. Yeah, just absolutely, absolutely iconic, absolutely spectacular, a hugely entertaining man. 
Uh, oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely iconic. If I had, if I had to, to to in verse, I'd actually just say like an honorable mention. I suppose I'd go simple. Yeah, and I would say something like, I was I was about to say, uh, come at me if you want to live, but I would I would say just this simple. I'll be back. Yeah, I remember t- from the Terminator first one. Terminator. Yeah, I'll be back, and then he comes in through the car. Just yeah. spectacular. Just like I love because I love when in my head. Again, uh, Michael Bean, I, I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to speak to him. Yeah. And uh, he'd been in so many of these iconic films. And I remember just kind of talking to him about it. And it was that, um, uh, that like, he goes, right, so you're not going to let me access Sarah Connor. So in his computer brain, he's like, well, just break in. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be back. And he comes in and he kills everyone. Yeah. It's just like, all right, so if I can't get it, get to her, I'll just kill everyone. That's yeah. that's an equally viable option because there's no emotional attachment. I'll yeah. just do that. Even it's T- the same. Yeah, even T2, man, has to be the baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like, like uh, 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 Robocop, I'm surprised that they make it on Dead or Alive or Come With Me. Oh, like, my yeah. God. It's I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, man, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of one-liners, man. Yeah, just 100%. Is. Yeah, uh, man's it's fucking... I, I think our our, our list uh, will will uh, will bear to scrutiny. I think they're they're two fucking solid lists. Like you know, mine's probably slightly better than yours. No biggie. That's not your fault. Better, better taste. Uh, yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Considering I put this list together today, no biggie. Whatever. It's who I am. Better at the job. But let's get over. It. <laughs> <laughs> let's move past it. We've done ranking each other off. We ranked ourselves off. We get the fuck out here, dude. Because I'm tired from all this rankage. Yeah, yeah. I have to eat some food. Yeah, cool motherfucker. All right, folks. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, John Dewey. And we are a pair of rankers. And I hope you enjoyed all the rankitude. And that was Best One Liners. See you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Peach. <laughs>